Welcome, welcome to my favorite episode of Mojo Girl Madness. It's special to me because of my guest, Denise, my BFF for 50 fucking years. We're really just shooting the shit in this episode, but it's fun. I think you'll enjoy the madness of it all. Nothing you really need to know from me beforehand, other than the term BA in this podcast does not refer to a college degree. It stands for bare ass. Thus, hanging a BA means pulling down your pants and flashing your bare ass to someone else. That's it for the prep. Hope you enjoy two BFFs talking about the past 50 years. And go ahead, have a dirty martini with us. But don't forget to stuff your olives with blue cheese. We have a very special episode today. It's going to be something that that she and I can, I think, reference for years to come. And hopefully our stories will resonate with other people or at the very least amuse them because we have a lot of stories. I'm here with my BFF, my best friend forever. And oh my God, I'm now tearing up and she's already tearing up. This is so crazy. We got to get it together. All right. So we haven't even talked about our divorces yet. Oh my God. Well, that's, that's a cause for joy, not, not tears. So I'm here with Denise, Denise Dickey Weinert. And she's my best friend. And this year, this is our 50-year friendiversary. Now, we had a cruise planned earlier on in the year. It's the year of 2020. So obviously, in May, we couldn't go on a cruise. And I was really looking forward to that, too. It was my first cruise ever. Me too. Yeah. So we had to cancel that. So we rescheduled to a time when we could both get away. And we're at a house in Palm Springs. She lives in San Diego. I live in LA. So we decided to meet in Palm Springs and just have a nice chill week to get away from pandemic life and hang together. And so we could celebrate and reminisce. And we brought old yearbooks from seventh grade on. And we brought photo albums. And, you know, we don't have to say our age out loud. But just so you guys know, again, it's our 50-year friendiversary. We're not 100. We are. The way I like to say our age is we're the same age as Brad Pitt, right? Right. We'll hold on to that one. Johnny Depp, Conan O'Brien. Conan seems a little old to me, but that's okay. Um, Quentin Tarantino, Malcolm Gladwell, John Stamos, another one we can, you know, hold on to. That's a hot one too. Yeah, there we go. Helen Hunt, Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Beals, the one and only Elizabeth Shue. Also those fuckers, Laura Ingram and Rand Paul, but we don't need to mention that. We'll just stick with Brad Pitt and John Stamos. Sounds good. We're the female version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go with that too. I wrote notes. We're in a bedroom in this house. The sound quality may not be the same as when I'm recording in my little soundproofed room at home on Zoom with people. So please forgive us if the audio isn't all that it could be, but it's all that it could be for here. And the sound of our voices, because we've had a couple of late nights. We stayed oh. up till, what, 2.45, oh drinking God. wine and, and looking at yearbooks. <laughs> so, you know, our voices may not sound yeah, the same, the wine too. followed the martinis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like an octave lower, I think, after last night. But I, do, I did write a bunch of notes. The first one I wrote was, friends come and go. Not everybody becomes a lifelong compatriot. Not 
every relationship is even meant to last forever and needs to last forever. Sometimes people come into your life for a purpose because you both needed each other at that point in time or something from each other and to grow and to learn. And then the work is done and they go away and you drift apart. And it really amazes me that we never (laughs) drifted apart. Never. Even though from the time we were 18, we never even lived in the same city. Never. But we were always there for each other. Yeah. And even if I don't talk to you for weeks, even if we drift a little bit, I always know you're there. And I always know you're there too. For me, and this is when I get a little misty, um, I mean, you're like the closest thing that I have to family. And your family is like my family. And... I got to tell you guys, Denise has the best family of anybody I've ever met, the Dickies. And it was Dick- not an easy name to grow up with, by the way. <laughs> you you wore those you, nicknames well, you though. You still liked me and didn't tease the me. Dicko, the, the Dick face, Dick woman, Dick Dick woman, yeah. Um, yeah, thankfully. Yeah. yeah, and my dad. My dad's name was Dick Dickey. So, I mean, I I already came out with a sense of humor, right? Dick Dickey, the cheese salesman. I mean... No, he sold sausage. He sold sausage. He started with cheese. (laughs) But then he actually went to Columbus Distributing, which was, you know, Columbus, the the guy on the label, Uh and with the great salami (laughs) and the meats and things like that. So, he came out, you know, swinging big time, Dick Dickey selling sausage. And it worked for him. Like everybody knew him and remembered his name when he would call on these stores. And anyway. and he was probably the nicest person. Oh, Katie, how are you? It's so good to hear your voice. When, I mean, he was so cute. And he adored you. He, he adored you. Yeah. And he passed a couple of years ago and very sad day and for everybody because he really was quite loved and so you know they they're three kids so it's dick dicky and the kids are dana dicky darren dicky denise dicky denise was the middle child the troubled middle child <laughs> um not really troubled and then there was sylvia sylvia big, big sill the the yeah. mom and boy man she like she wore the pants for sure she did right by you guys though as yeah. strict as she was and you were always grounded growing up i was it's always like, unrestricted oh my i didn't make my bed I got on restriction I remember you would just say we'd have things planned to go to a concert or a party or something like that and you would say please don't get on restriction and I would get on restriction for just like <laughs> the smallest thing I'd be I talking about my mom to my sister and I'd say she said that we can't do this and my mother would like come around the corner and she would say she who are you referring to as she I am your mother. I am not she. <laughs> and I think I get like restriction for that too. No, seriously. Was she little, wasn't that bad. No, but she was wonderful. And, and she's still around and she's one and, of the funnest people oh, ever. And you know what? I kept my legs closed in high school because of, <laughs> I was like so fearful of her. I did her, too, by the know? way. And I'm so glad that I wasn't 16 with a, a child, you know. I but remember I, coming over to your of house. Sylvia. And you were brushing your teeth and, you know, as you do, you kind of gag, you brush your teeth sometime, you're brushing your tongue, whatever. And I remember your mom shouting out, if you're pregnant, I'm going to kill you. I just thought, oh my God, this is hilarious. She used to say things like, if you girls ever spread your legs for anyone, I'm going to cut them off. And my sister and I would crack up because we'd say, well, if we didn't have any legs, then it would be so much easier anyway to have sex. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, I don't even want to know how your mom responded to that. But your mom 
mom sent us this beautiful article. She sent us an article. It was written. I don't know where it was from. I think Real Simple Magazine. She found it in there. And she copied it and she mailed it to you and you sent it to me. It's called Friends for Life. And it's written about two girls who are the same age as us and Brad Pitt and John Stamos. And it's about their story. And I love that your mom thought of us. And I love that you sent it to me. Well, you've been a part of the family. So you're just like her third daughter. I mean, my parents were gone and your parents were at like my rehearsal dinner for my wedding. They came down to L.A. and I just I love your family so much. And they love you, too. And my sister, you know, she thinks of you as another sister and... You know, Darren, too. Now, with your family, there have been some really great memories. And and you lived with Grammy and her sister, Dee Dee, I remember, Mm -hmm. and what characters. And I remember we would go on the Dickey family bus trip to Reno. Yes, there is a long history of gambling in my family. Yeah, they're they're a bunch of degenerates, fun degenerates who haven't lost it all, who gamble for fun. Well, you know, they were Catholic. So it all started with like bingo on Monday nights at the church. So that was like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's always bingo at the church. And my grandmother, my aunt would go every Monday. And when I was in college and I was living with my grandmother, I would go with them. That was always my day off was a Monday and Sunday and Monday I was off. So I would go to the church with them. Of course, they'd serve cocktails. And so (laughs) that was the start of my long love of gambling and having a cocktail at the same time. Started the church. And I remember on the bus trip there, and it was a few hours, it was the entire extended Dickey family who all loved to gamble. And there were prizes on the bus. We would play little pre-Reno gambling games, and we'd get like a deck of cards and keychains that had dice on them and stuff as the presents. And then when we get to the casinos, and I would walk by... Grammy and Dee Dee at their slot machines and they had all their good luck charms. They, they had the trolls, trolls all lined up. They had the pennies in their ears. They and had- Dee Dee wouldn't change. She had that brown velour sweatsuit. I'm sure it like smelled like pee-pee or something. Because, <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, she wouldn't go to the bathroom. Like she would just sit at that machine and she would just stay. I think they would wear the pens or something they'd like get that. get all set up. I mean, it yeah. must have taken them yeah. forever to set up. Exactly. They had, and they had their church cards. There was like the Virgin Mary and the saints of, I don't know if well, there's a gambling saint. That well, they- St. Jude is the saint of the impossible so i mean i'm sure there was always a saint jude there too i mean <laughs> oh yeah the saints weren't used in the right way but i mean yeah they had fun they i want to make it clear though they always paid their mortgage oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know nobody ever got in trouble or anything they just they they did enjoy I know the you gambling don't like to use the word degenerate but it just cracks me up because yeah. it's you know in the fun way not in the yeah. you need gamblers anonymous or anything like that so yeah so we went through elementary school uh, we didn't have a middle school. Our high school was grades seven through twelve, which we were we were just saying how weird that was. We were like twelve years twelve years old walking through the halls with eighteen year olds. Frightening. And my sister was a couple of years older than us, and she'd always say, "Don't go to the bathroom." When you go in the bathroom as a seventh grader, they're going to put you in the garbage can and they're going to flush your head down the toilet and and things like that. I remember being petrified and that never happened to anybody. No. Did you ever hear of anybody getting hazed when I didn't? No. Yeah. No. But it was terrifying as a little kid. And the big kids like to, you know, make you terrified before you get there and join their party. But yeah. Do you do you remember the first time that we met? Like, what's your earliest memory? Well, second grade. Yes. And I remember going, well, maybe this was third grade. I remember we were in school in second grade because you were super, super kind. I think you're the one that told me when I was out, I was out for like a week. I had to have teeth pulled. So I had like 
a small mouth and big teeth. So <laughs> she has the best smile ever. If you go to the website, mojogirlmadness.com, there's a photo if you scroll down on the homepage of Denise and I. That was at my 35th birthday party. We're both holding our martinis as yeah. as we do. Yeah. But you can see she has the most beautiful smile. Uh, apparently I had way too many teeth, uh, big teeth. So I had to go into the hospital for this and they pulled eight teeth. And I remember you came up to me and I came back and you said, you know what, you're just being really kind to me. And then I found out later that the teacher told all of you, be kind to Denise. She's going to be missing a few of her teeth when she comes back. She's probably going to look like a hillbilly, but please be nice to her. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember you telling me that story and I was like, oh, okay, well, she's she's really nice. I guess I'll make her my friend. She didn't laugh at me. But I do remember birthday parties at your house. I think in like third grade, I went to a birthday party. And I don't know if that was when I was riding one of your little miniature horses. You had that whole collection of those horses and you had them on shelves. I love horses. I think I mounted one of your horses. I have a picture of you doing so. I believe we were, that was on our third martini the other night. We were laughing about that picture. Oh my God. I don't know, but we always had a lot of classes together. Once we were, I think in like third, fourth grade or whatever, we were in that program called MGM. So we had those mentally gifted gifted minors. I don't know how mentally gifted I was. I didn't do those same classes. We both you know, we both had yeah. a sense of humor. Yeah. We're very similar in many ways, yeah. I think. Were you in Girl Scouts too? I was, yes. Yeah. yeah. So we were in, I think, Girl Scouts yeah, together too. I was a Bluebird. Too. My mom was the Bluebird mother for a year or something. And normally Bluebirds went into Campfire Girls, but uh, we didn't have Campfire Girls. And so I was a Girl Scout. Yeah. Yeah. Only for a year or two, I think. But I remember getting the badges and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I remember we had our classes together, like fifth and sixth grade. I mm-hmm. think that we met in second grade, but I think we really sort of cemented our friendship in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. I think when we became even closer. Yeah, I think so too. And then of course, high school, whole other story. Oh, that's a whole other story. I think my earliest memory of you is on that. We went to Neil A. Armstrong Elementary School, where my mother was also a teacher. And I don't know what grade we were in. It was probably like maybe second or third, not second, but little, you were riding your bike to school. And for some reason I was Late. out, I, I was out, it was over by, you know, where we would have lunch at the, at the school and the bike racks were over there. Yeah. And I remember seeing you like, just like, you know, the Wicked Wish of the West, just, you know, riding towards, towards school and towards the bike racks. And you were in such a hurry. And I remember you had like a blue and white dress on. I thought you were so pretty. And I'm like, wow, she's just getting to school. That's so odd. And little did I know that would become a way of life for her. Okay. Can I just say, we went to the generic California high school, CHS in San Ramon, California. It was a brand new high school. That's There was a kind of a brand new area. There were still cows on the hill. You could hear them mooing at night. It's in the East Bay of San Francisco. So that's why they didn't have a middle school. So it was grades 7 through 12 in the middle school. We were the last 7th grade class there, right? Is that, yes. Yeah. And then they built the middle school. But her house... The Dickey family lived literally, you could see their house from the front doorsteps of the school, right across the street from California High. And there was always the bells at 7.55 a.m. and then the final bell at 8 a.m. And so at 7.55, everybody's trudging in. And I don't know how many times I saw you during the second bell hauling ass across the street to come to Cal High. And 
I, I laugh when I think about that because that's so you. It's caused a few problems with us because, you know. We- I know. I know. It is It is um, definitely not a good trait. Yeah. But always. Yeah. And we're yeah, talking was- like not, you know, in my personal life, I routinely run 10, 15 minutes late. I, I, I don't like to be early that I've got too much to do and so I'd be usually like 10 15 minutes in my personal life I've never been late for a day of work I always try to be at least a half hour early and I, I come to find out that you're the same way that you're always on time for work but well no, in, well in the, I guess you'd have to speak to my co-workers oh, about really? that yeah but <laughs> <laughs> I try I try I mean you know of course if but I had like an interview or something like that if I was interviewing somebody yeah. then I would be on time if I have a meeting I would be on time but I tend to run a little late and my coworker, who I just adore Bianca she and I've worked together for 10 years and when we first started together I'd say oh, I'll meet you at a store and I'll be there at this time well I get there late and she changed her ringtone to patience by um guns and roses <laughs> so when i was calling she would be hearing that song patience um that was your so, dedicated ringtone yeah that was my dedicated ringtone awesome. anyway kind of embarrassing but um yeah i don't know it's just been first of all i heard that people that are late tend to be optimistic and that's why they're you late are. because and i am very you much of an very optimist optimistic and when i say i run 10 15 minutes late she runs like an hour or two or more yeah. late and i know my mom always says i don't know how it is everybody else has 20 24 hours in their day and you think you have 30 hours in your day because I always kind of stack myself up and I plan too much in my day. It's so funny because I feel like I've needed to maybe learn a little more patience in my life. I tend to have those control tendencies and two of my best friends, you know, Denise is my longest friend. Another someone who I consider a best friend is Elaine. And both of you guys are always late. So I think that the universe sent you guys into my life in part for me to learn and grow from being patient. And maybe relax a little bit, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I still you gave me that sweatshirt for my birthday, and I absolutely love it. It says never on time. And anyway, I wear it proudly. I saw that sweatshirt, and it took me less than half a second to say, <laughs> I'm getting that for Denise. <laughs> oh, man. So... High school. High school was a lot of fun. We had some good was, times. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Remember our group we had? We were called the Jokers. Yes. I was Joker number three. I was Joker number two. And of course, Erin was Joker number one. She was like the class clown, which she always hated, but she was. Yeah. And then Stacy Baker was Joker number four. Stacy was like very mellow as a Joker, but... I, from my memory but yeah, we would I mean this was so stupid we you know it's like we would have a slumber party we all decided let's be jokers and do crazy things and we would do things like put nylons so we something you couldn't do now um right. you'd get arrested but we would put nylons over our head and, and have squirt guns and we in our them. pajamas and our and we'd have squirt guns and we'd go like hold up the local 7-Eleven. Crazy. You know, we always ended up paying for our animal cookies. But um, (laughs) we were like probably 16 because I think I had a car at that point. I had that old blue Chevy Nova. The Wizard. The Wizard. Yeah. It's amazing we survived. I mean, it was the 70s and 80s, kids. There was I don't know. No, it was just like we were just looking for stuff to do. I remember we'd go to the grocery store. We'd go to that Albertsons in the country scoop, whatever that mm-hmm. ice cream store was Montevideo. there. Yeah. And we would go in there. We'd put about five 
chunks of bubble yum in our mouth and then we would go and and <laughs> set no. up set up like in different corners of the grocery store and we would just start snapping our gum so loud and driving people crazy like they couldn't tell where it was coming from but we would just crack up and it was like we could do that for like an hour and and again entertain, we'd entertain ourselves, ourselves. But and it was a great time to grow up because we could have fun like that. Yeah. Now you do that and people would think that there's somebody shooting in the grocery oh store. And I'm so glad we grew up when we grew up, you know? And how about hanging BAs? Oh my Where, God, I that mean, was that a big was thing like, back then. Yeah, I think we'd seen, was it American graffiti, graffiti or yeah. whatever? And that was a big thing there. So I decided that I was going to be like the BA queen of our high school. <laughs> what a badge and to just, wear. <laughs> I know, just hang my ass out wherever I could. And I remember, I don't know if you were with us that time. It was in, I know that um, I think Michelle Laurie and Sarah Burgess were with us. We were in Michelle Laurie's car. And again, I think this was like between our maybe sophomore, junior year and uh, Michelle Laurie had just gotten like her license uh-huh. and of course I didn't have mine I didn't get mine until I think I was a senior in high school because I was always on restriction so my mother wouldn't even let me take my test oh my God. but we went out again just like nothing better to do except drive around and hang a BA at people and we found I remember this one time again I don't think you were with us this time but we found a driver's training car and there was this poor girl that was learning to drive and it was like one of those private ones like safest way or something like that and she had this male teacher with her um, teaching her to drive and we decided to and of course she's driving like really really slow and we're going down like Broadmoor or something like that and Michelle Laurie decides to just go around her and then we get in front of her oh, and no. I just pull my pants down oh, and no. put it up against the window. And I think somebody else, I don't know if it was Sarah, I think we, there was somebody else with me on the other side of the window. So as we call it, we call it a double ham. So when we would do them. <laughs> That's the technical yeah, term, folks. it's a single yeah. ham if you're just doing a BA by yourself, but when you've got somebody else with you. Okay, so this is like all in a day's fun. In the summer, we had no internet. We had no cell phones, anything like that. So I'm back home after a day of fun, and we're at the dinner table. And all of a sudden, there's this knock at the door. Oh, no. And there's two police officers <gasps> that show up and I think my dad answered the door or something. And they said, do you have a daughter named Denise Dickey? And my dad's like, yes. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God. And they said, we're here on a charge of indecent exposure. <gasps> I didn't know this. Yes. Yes. And this is all at the ta- awesome. dinner, the dinner table. <laughs> And my brother, your mother and my, must have been horrified. Oh my god! And my brother and my sister are totally cracking up because they knew that I had this reputation as the BA queen. I knew that but, part. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this was the last time I hung my ass out because I remember I got suspended from cheerleading <laughs> because I did it to the basketball players. The bus we were going to a game, and I was in the van with Puff Harmon, and I did the same thing, and then. I think they found out it was me and I got suspended from cheerleading for like a week or two or whatever. So anyway, this was the last time that I did it though. This but time it, was it really scared me. It was a thing. I remember we went to, oh my God, do you remember going to the roller arena? Not the one in Dublin, but the one up in Danville. Yeah. Um, Golden Skate. Yes. We would go to Golden Skate and going to the roller rink was such a thing when we were growing up and oh, who were you going to skate doubles with and, and who was the good skater that could skate backwards? You were probably pretty good. I could shoot the duck. Yeah. Remember that one where you 
yeah, on like get down one, on leg, one leg. And you did gymnastics and stuff, though. You were a lot more athletically inclined, I think, than I was. But I remember my mom. Well, first, I remember your dad dropped us off there, and there's all the people hanging out right, right around the middle. And I still remember you being mortified because your dad shouts up after you in his sweet little voice, Denise, did you remember to take your pill? <laughs> <laughs> and no, I was not on birth control. No, uh, we were like no, 12 or 13 or 14. I had epilepsy as a kid. Yeah. I had ep- epilepsy, so I took phenobarbital and I outgrew that. Yeah, that's why I had a pill. So oh otherwise I could have had a seizure on the roller rink while I was doing <laughs> shoot the duck. <laughs> Oh, would have been a good story but my mom picked us up and i remember driving home with her and my poor mother must have been just horrified by by me growing up but we were driving home on the 680 was it and a car full of guys next to us hung bas to us oh my god and my mother was just like what are they doing oh my god well, she's but, such a good southern belle too she must have been horrified horrified but it was a thing it was a thing it wasn't just Denise bearing her ass yeah I had a good talking to they sat me down in the living room with my mom and dad and talked about how would I feel if some man exposed himself to me and and I was like <laughs> you're like it depends <laughs> it depends what does it look like <laughs> Karen Steiner and I went to the Dublin theaters once and I remember we were walking underneath that underpass from like McDonald's uh, to walk over there and a guy came up on a bicycle in a trench coat and opened his trench coat and it, we just started laughing I mean what are you gonna do and then he rode away not the response that he wanted no. I guess <laughs> oh my god good times good times okay Okay, so what are some of the, the, the good stories? I was in Kathy Chamberlain's room and we were listening to Dr. Donald D. Rose on KFRC AM 610 out of San Francisco. This totally dates us. Dr. Who, Donald B. Rose. Yes. <laughs> and they were giving away free tickets to a day on the green, they called them, at the Oakland Coliseum. And it was going to be Eddie Money, Peter Tosh, Santana, and the Rolling Stones. And it was going to be on Mick Jagger's 34th birthday. And so everybody thought, oh, well, he's going to stop playing. You know, everybody has to get tickets to this because, you know, he's always said he was going to get out of rock and roll in his mid-30s. Yeah. Right. Right. But I was the fourth caller. And, you know, I didn't invite Kathy Chamberlain, who I was with. I'm like, I have to invite Denise. And I, I still remember waiting. I wanted to go to this concert so bad. I was like 14... Was I 14? I think you were maybe 15. I I, was 14 at the time. I'm five, exactly five months. We're both uh, born on the 15th, me and May, her in October. So I think it was that summer. I had just turned 15. You were 14. I'm like, please don't get on restriction, please. I can't even believe that my mom let me go to that concert. I can't either. My mother drove us to the BART station and we took BART to the the Oakland Coliseum, which was a significant ways away from us probably like an hour drive right Mm -hmm. and so we go there we meet some guys we get high with them and they drive us home and it's like what were we thinking we're lucky i mean we could have been killed but we had a great time so my mom's gonna know this story now i hope she doesn't put me on restriction (laughs) (laughs) i hope she does (laughs) 
now my mom recently got some gummies for her pain in her in her shoulder yeah she's come a long way but i would love to hang with your mom when she's on edibles that would be a new and wonderful experience for me with your mom i just i don't even know if she's done them yet but she's got them she's got them in her possession just in case she needs them she's super fun to have martinis with i gotta Uh, tell you yeah and and cheryl and her best friend cheryl and they go gambling together louise the two of them we're gonna be like that yeah we're gonna be like that when we're 90 yeah what are some other good memories we had i asked you earlier all the field trips we went on i remember we went to alcatraz and full disclosure alcatraz was not a fun field trip for me i've since been and it's fascinating and it's really cool to go to alcatraz but that was the day when i was and i was young i was like 10 years old we were in mrs upchurch's class we're in fifth grade and i started my period that day for the very first time and it was on the day that we go to alcatraz it was like the the prison of my womanhood it was so symbolic had begun and you know you think everybody must know and nobody of course Knew. Well, yeah, because they could see a surfboard, um, like in your, <laughs> yeah, in your pants. We didn't have tampons <laughs> back then, so you know, you had the- <laughs> a mattress between your legs. <laughs> they couldn't tell. You didn't know, but did. that's how I felt. I mean, that's how we all felt back then. It's no, oh we're god, fine. ten years old. That's way too long. Way too. My mother to started at ten it. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was late. You were later. I mean, you know what? I I didn't get boobs until later either. In fact, I'm still waiting for them, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I even got mine until I was like 13 or 14. I was late. Yeah. Lucky you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I had ups and downs. There was a lot going on in my personal life that I never even revealed was going on. You know, I was probably ashamed of what was happening with my parents. And I went through a lot of times where I just thought everybody hated me. And I was very insecure inside Outwardly, I was a cheerleader. I did public speaking. Yeah. I did all of that, but I was a basket case inside. And, and you re- would have never known because you were so popular. And, and I don't and think I was. Yes, you were. Really? Yes, you were. You were like the I Farrah would... Fawcett of California High School. Oh, my God. That beautiful. Oh, oh I, think I got you best, best hair. You did get best hair. It's so funny how we see ourselves because I never knew that about you. You were such a great student and you never even really had to study. I think there was a period of time where either you or Karen Steiner, one of them, nicknamed me Britannica. Because I literally would like read the encyclopedia. And growing up, when my sister was the pretty one, I was the smart one. And so that's who I had to be. You're smart and pretty. Oh, well, I never thought so. I've always hidden behind my hair and makeup and, you know, I don't know. It's funny how we see ourselves and others see us. Yeah. It's wild that you didn't know things about me. I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff. Do you put it in your past? Like what was going on with my dad, my mom and on the pod, I've played the stories that I played for you yesterday. By the time mm-hmm. this airs, I think at least the happy time and maybe one of the other stories will have posted and people will have heard a little bit about it. But I remember when I told you some of the stuff that was going on that you cried. It meant a lot to me that you cried. It's like, oh, she actually cares oh my gosh of course i know but i'm still surprised by stuff like that you know it's such an honor to be your friend and well i had no idea you were going through some of that stuff i remember our graduation my dad taking pictures of you at our high school graduation because i had nobody there is that yeah oh god now i'm gonna cry yeah 
Yeah. I'm sorry, but I no, mean, that's you were, okay. and you were graduating with honors, and um, I remember and they it was announced under, that I was going to USC yeah, and everything, and yeah. there was nobody there. Yeah, yeah, but my family Thank was God for your family. Well, my family was there. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember I saw the picture of you in your cap and gown, and you're under that big tree that's in front of our house. Mm-hmm. And my dad took a picture of you, he took a picture of me, and then we have one together, and we walked over across the street. I was probably on time for graduation because only because you were with me, but we walked across and we went through graduation. Denise wisely said, bring a box of tissues in when we record this. And I'm the first one to pull a tissue. And then you went off to college and you went to school at USC Mm -hmm. and um, you came down to visit. We would go clubbing in Hollywood and get all dressed up and go with my sorority sisters. And yeah, it was was so much fun because you had your own place down there. I mean, first you were in the sorority and I went and stayed with you, I think your first year when you were there. Mm -hmm. And that was a difficult time for me because as I was sharing with you yesterday too, that was one of my most difficult times because all my friends were going off to college And unfortunately, two of the schools that I wanted to go to, I didn't get into those schools. And I just felt like the biggest loser. Mm -hmm. You were going to USC. Tressa was going to San Diego State. Nancy Chow was at Santa Barbara. Mary Marshall, even I think she was going to like art school or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I didn't know what I was going to do. And I remember I went to Hawaii. I got a trip to Hawaii from my mom and dad for graduating from high school. And I went with my mom and my cousin, Angela, and her mom, Henrietta. And we just had a blast. But I came home and it was like the end of August. And I basically had nothing to look forward to. And I was working as a waitress at Coco's. And my mom was like, well, either you're going to get a full-time job or you're going to go to school. And at that point, I was like, well... God, I don't want to go to DVC with all those other degenerates that didn't get in. And I needed to go to community college. I think I needed to do that first before I could move on because I wasn't ready. I mean, first of all, I was already kind of young. I started school when I was four. So I always felt like I was a little bit behind. Yeah. And um, anyway, long long story short, though, I was was going to work and I was like, I had to take the bus to work because again, my mother was like, okay, you're going to take the bus. You're going to get a full-time job. It's either that or go to school. And I just wasn't quite ready yet to go to school. So I did that. The upside was I got to see Luke and Laura get married on General Hospital. Everybody else was in school and you couldn't record things back then. So I was able to watch that whole episode. And then finally I got it together and I enrolled in school in January and, and that was it. And I was able to finally finished school. And now you have your business degree and you're a career woman. You've worked for Lancome Cosmetics for how many years? 37 years. Wow. Wow. Great products. She got me hooked on Lancome years and years and years ago. Very grateful to you for that. Yeah. And they've been a great company to work with. Nothing but praise for Lancome and and L'Oreal, our parent company. 36 years with the same company. That's like... Well, not in the same position, but yeah, same company. Yeah, Yeah. same company. I know nobody does that anymore, right? Did they give you like a gold watch or anything? (laughs) I think I got a bike. I think I got a mountain bike for 20 years and they've been very good to me. And you know what? That's kind of who I am is I'm a sort of a loyal, stay around kind of person. And maybe that's one of the reasons too, that you and I have been friends for so long Mm -hmm. it's like once i find something and something that's really great i'm loyal you're like one of the only aspects of my life that has longevity i mean i picked a career where i'm freelance i go from show to show to show and in between shows it's like oh my god i'm never gonna work again feeds into my insecurities and it's been great i've had a good ride but it's a 
challenging thing to work freelance. It's, it's interesting the paths we chose, how yeah. I ended up in showbiz. Been a good ride, but not as dependable as having a 36-year career with the same company with people you love. And you get to work with women all day and do makeup. And I've got a great group of people that I work with. They're like my other second family. So, so after I moved away, then we only saw each other when we were like vacationing, which was awesome. And I would come visit you, you would come visit me, you were based in Seattle for a while with Lancome. And I remember going up there and oh God, I remember that first night I was there, we went into some bar, the Queens, something or another. Oh, and Queen Anne in that neighborhood. Oh, and I had like seven lemon drops. I never had a lemon drop again because we didn't make it home. It was like pull over, barf, pull over, barf. I was so sick. Oh my gosh. You know, flash forward, funny story. My cousin Laura came to visit me and I took her to that bar down the street from me, Black Market Liquor Bar, and she was drinking lemon drops. And she was only in for the weekend. She'd never been to my place in California before. And we had the whole next day all planned. I was going to take her around Hollywood and then down to the beach. And we had Neil Diamond tickets at the wow. Hollywood. Yeah, we, yeah, I got us a box at the Hollywood Bowl. And I thought, how fun. And she was like dead to the world the next day. She was so hungover. Those, Those crazy lemon drops. Lemon drops. Be careful of lemon drops, people. I had my first dirty martini with you. And that stuck. Was that also, was that the, some hotel we went to up in oh, C- Seattle or San Francisco? Seattle. It was in Seattle. I forget the name of the hotel. But they made a great martini. Yeah. And at first I was like, it it was an acquired taste. But now it's like my favorite drink, a nice dirty martini. Well, yeah, when they're dirty. We've had quite a few since then. Well, and a lot of our trips have been gambling trips. We'll coordinate our flights as best as possible, assuming Denise doesn't miss her flight. And (laughs) we'll meet at the Las Vegas airport. She flies in from San Diego. I fly in from Burbank. and, And we have our gambling weekends. Or we go to Laughlin. Remember? Laughlin? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, not really. I don't remember all of it, but that was a fun trip. What's the river that's along there? Is that the Colorado River? Colorado River. Yeah. We can cut this out if we want to, (laughs) if you're afraid Mrs. Dickey's going to hear it. But it was super fun. I remember we were staying in Laughlin and we're gambling and we went to that bar they had there. There was a band that was playing and we were doing shots of something was it a purple hooter or maybe yeah and we were doing shots and i think the guys from the band were talking to us and maybe they got up on the stage i remember yeah they were doing brown eyed girl and i changed it to green eyed girl and i sang with the band and i think i played the tambourine too (laughs) (laughs) it's all coming back to me so i'm sitting in the bar and you're like i gotta go to the restroom and i'm talking to the band guys and you're not there. And I'm like, where the hell is she? And so I went looking for you and I went to the bathroom. You weren't there. It was only like one big bathroom area that was even near there. And I'm wandering around the casino. I go back to the bathroom. Maybe I missed her. And there was somebody working there. I'm like, I'm looking for my friend because she knew I was looking for something. And she's like, and she described you. And she said, yeah, I, I think we brought the wheelchair for her or something. <laughs> and I finally found you. And you were on the walkway on the side of the hotel. You were puking into the Colorado <laughs> River. 
I think I think I had to go get that wheelchair to get you back to the room. Good times, Denise. Good times. Oh goodness. <laughs> no more purple nope. hooters. Yeah, no, no more, more drinking stories. Okay. Yeah, but you know, we both were there for each other's weddings. Denise stood up for me. My wedding was a little non-traditional. My friend Elaine got ordained online to perform the ceremony. And I didn't have bridesmaids and everything. I just had Denise. And Denise stood up and, and gave the speech. But my favorite memory was you, me, and Elaine. We stayed at the L'Hermitage. The Beautiful night- room. Oh, my God. We, we got a suite there and just a total splurge. And we stayed there that night, uh, just the three of us. And I remember, I think I got a little high. I wasn't drinking because I didn't want to be puffy the next day. But I think we had some some smoke. And we went up to the roof and it was locked. Do you remember that? Yes. And, and we broke in. We broke in. And that was so much fun. They had fun. the pool up there. They had the pool up there. I remember just sitting on the side of the pool up on the roof of the L'Hermitage with you and Elaine. And I was a little bit scared and you guys were so wonderful and you're like well no matter what happens you know you've always got us i knew you guys had my back because i waited until i was well into my 40s to get married i'm like i i'm not getting married you know when pigs fly hell freezes over the fat lady sings FYI, I had all of those things at my wedding. It was like a comedy wedding. It was at the, the beautiful Wilshire Ebel um, in Los Angeles and uh, big to do, a couple hundred people. It was lovely. And I hired a fat lady to sing the end of my singledom in Jan Hogue. She wore the oh, Brunhilde. She's awesome. Yeah, she wore the Brunhilde outfit, sang the end of my singledom. I had special, they call them gobo lights made, where as soon as Elaine's declared us a husband and wife the global lights went on and there were pink pigs flying know, around the amazing. ceiling and that was after i hired the usc, USC marching band to surprise everybody and burst into the ballrooms and play so, i mean it was a big it was quite a production yeah it was that was only i'd been able to get that horse but <laughs> no it was it was a, the highlight of my marriage was that uh, that wedding <laughs> it all kind of went downhill from there <laughs> I remember your wedding. Now, you've been married twice. Two times. The second time was a good one, and it yeah. stuck, and you're still married, and Michael's a great guy. And the guy. first one was an asshole. Yeah. But you never liked him from the beginning. I never liked Dave. Cute and guy. He was good looking. And I mean, he he's no longer Dave. anymore. He's dead Dave to us now. But Yeah, we he's not really dead, dead but he's but dead But he's Dave. dead Dave. But, I mean, I was so excited. I'm going to give away his name. Um, but anyway. That's okay. Um, but I was so excited because it was like, his last name was Daniels. Denise Dickey Daniels, the alliteration. The, I mean, yeah, going from Denise Dickey to Denise Daniels, and I was like, finally, I have just like this decent really name. decent name. <laughs> and okay, and funny then, story. She had a longtime boyfriend named Rob, Rob Long, and we used and, to laugh because we said if we got married, it would be the Dickey Long wedding or the Long Dickey wedding, however you wanted to. <laughs> long Dickey, and long. then and then she ends up marrying Michael. Weinert, which looks like Weinert, so you could have been Denise Dicky Long Weinert. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to divorce him. He's a great guy, but I did tell him too. I said, you know, if anything ever happens to us, I'm just going to go to the phone book and start looking for my next husband, Mr. Cox. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember. 
remember that first wedding though. You were so mad at me because me and Michelle Laurie and oh, I forget God. who else. We got up on the. It was at the beautiful country club. We're, Diablo Country Club, and that was yeah. like 1989 that I got married. I think. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. And my parents, my poor parents, I remember they like took out a second on their house. Oh my God. For that wedding. My mom still talks about it to this day, but it was like a $20,000 wedding. And well, it, and the, the marriage didn't last very long, you know, yeah. but yeah, I was pissed because we were at the country club and I went in to put on my going away outfit. Yes. And I came back out <laughs> and my sister comes and gets me and she's like, Oh all my hell's God. broken yeah. loose. All hell is broken loose. Your girlfriends <laughs> are on the table dancing. You, we literally were, were like centerpieces on yeah. these tables dancing. And and we were on the table. And I had on that big I mean, was Michelle also a bridesmaid in your wedding too? Do we do we all have it all those bridesmaids? Michelle dresses? Lori, Rosanna, and Kathleen Warren. I don't oh yeah, Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah. All of you were on the table dancing. I remember and I my father in law. That bridesmaid's dress, that hot pink and big it was puffy sleeves. Tap it up, big like it was eighties, you know. Yeah. Was, everything and was our big. Our hair was huge and we were just dancing our asses off as like the centerpieces in these tables. Classy. Classy yeah. girls. Yeah. yeah. And you were just And I'm mortified. not going to give it away. And I'm not going to say who it was. But one of my friends, I believe, was wearing a dress and she had pantyhose on and didn't have panties on oh with my her God. pantyhose. It was and not I, me. I had no, on the no, long no, but, dress. Yeah. No, but I remember my uncle Carl, who was like in his 80s, and he is right there and he is looking up that person's skirt. And Awesome. Yeah. Uncle- <laughs> And my father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law, was trying to like take the wine glasses because there was glassware still on the tables. And so he was trying to clear them off so that you guys didn't break the glasses. Yeah, I was pissed because I was like, I mean, didn't you guys get enough at the bachelorette party? Because my, my, oh, my, my bachelorette, party was, bachelorette awesome. party was like awesome. Awesome. Okay, so we started at Grammy's house. Yes. We all gathered over there, and I think we played pin the was penis. Was any of this a surprise to you? Or no, did no, no, no. You, okay, we were all so part of it. Okay, we, yeah. You so go. you had rented a motorhome. Yes. And did you know the driver? Was it skinny? It was Lionel. 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 Oh my God, bless his heart. So your sister had gone in there and decorated yes. the motorhome, like taken playgirls and like put them on the outside, taped up penises. All over this motorhome, motor inside, outside, in the windows. Poor Lionel. And then and we had a there keg. was a keg, a in, keg the in the bathroom. And it was you, me, Karen Dunlap, Rosanna, your sister. Who else was there? Uh, Jackie, Jackie, Lisa. Jackie, Lisa. Of course. Right. Mary Vigo was there, I think. It was so much fun. And we drove in and Lionel drove all of us in this motor home to the city and we went bar hopping. We got kicked out of bars. We were dancing on top of the pool table in a jukebox at one of them we got yeah. up and started dancing and they kicked us that out that was our thing we used to like to just get on top of anything like a and bar dance. or whatever and dance yeah uh yeah that night was super fun and i remember we were in the back section and rosanna and i were back there and we, we pulled a guy through the window into the back so. of the motor home and, and lionel got pulled over he got a he? ticket i think we actually ended up giving him extra money for his tip so he could pay the ticket <sighs> Because 
Yeah. It's a night he remembers very well, I'm sure. (laughs) That was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. So anyway, my feeling was that, you know, we we got it out of our system at the bachelorette party. And so I was Still needed to dance on those tables at the wedding. Anyway, yeah. Gotta love my friends. But anyway, dead Dave. And I, I, and you know, I mean, I'm, there's so many reasons that I love you and we've stayed together as friends, but you always have my back. And I remember when I did go and through will. a divorce with Dave and I was living in Maryland. And he had moved her out there for his job. She knew nobody back there and wouldn't even let her have a credit card in her oh, own name. Awful. He was awful. such a control freak. And that's why I never liked him because you were Denise with me. And whenever Dave was around, you were a different person. And... I'm like, she can't even be herself around this guy that she's going to marry. So he cannot be the right guy. And that's one thing that's great about you and Michael is that you're always yourself around him. And that just was a a problem with Dave and that you came to realize. But I remember I was just heartbroken and knew I was going to move back to California. I mean, I didn't even have my own money. And he cheated it was on like, you. As he soon did. As, he yeah. cheated on me. He met somebody at work and cheated on me. And... I was going to get back home. He actually, he drove my car back for me because he couldn't wait to get me the hell out of there. So I was going to fly back with Princess, my cat. That's all I wanted really was I wanted the cat and I wanted the china because basically my family had given me all the wedding gifts. So I pretty much took that. He kept the house, moved his little whore uh, girlfriend in there later (laughs) too. (laughs) I mean, I was like devastated. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get home with all my stuff. And you said, I'll come out and I'll drive across the country and or I'll fly in we'll get a U-Haul and we'll drive back together like Delma Delma Louise Louise. exactly and I was like oh my gosh and I kind of wish that we had I wish we had yeah yeah Yeah. remember we talked about that was like the cross-country trip we never took so we were talking about that for our 50 year of being Mm -hmm. friends like maybe we would drive across the country together but yeah I think we kill each other because I I know and also it's like long stretches driving we're gonna no I mean just the driving thing you you would not like my driving. I'm a procrastinator. So what I'll do is I'll be in the fast lane and then all of a sudden I have to get off on an exit. And so I'll go like three or four lanes. Drives Michael crazy, but he knows how to work with me, you know? So he'll say, okay, you might want to start getting over now, go over like one or two lanes and because he knows how I drive. So anyway, that was, we, we didn't do that. Instead we're in Palm Springs, which is, which is great. But yeah. anyway, I'll never forget that. You had my back and you would have helped me move, you know, back home. And I absolutely would have. Yeah. It just seemed like, of course, of course that, that yeah. would happen. But I'm glad you moved past that. Your next wedding was super fun when you and Michael got married in Maui. And my one memory, and it's so you that this is the memory of the ceremony other than Ave Maria going on for like <laughs> far too long. I know it. That God woman bless. that you had singing. God bless her. Yeah. Yes. It got to be like the 4,000th verse and people were like looking at each other trying not to laugh. But she had to sing so long because I don't think you were ready. I wasn't and ready. You were ready. And and you were coming out of this, you know, little building where you got dressed. We were all outside and it was supposed to be sunset. And it's like, that was the time coming up. And it's like, okay, is she going to get out here while it's still light? And I remember looking back and your dress was gorgeous. You looked beautiful. And I remember you coming out and you got to your starting mark and your dad was there. And then all of a sudden you're like, 
oh no and you like you forgot something and then you went runaway bride yes and then you ran back i forgot michael's ring i forgot michael's ring and i didn't even know where i put it because (laughs) i had given it to his daughter and um i i think i gave her my little handbag and it had his ring in there and i didn't know where she had put it so we had to go find the ring first and my dad so didn't we know waited what longer. was going on. I think Ave Maria kicked up again. Oh my God, blow my brains out now. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. She had a beautiful voice. It was just a lot of Aves and a lot of Marias. Yeah. But that was a fun wedding. I still remember Ryan, who's now like six, eight or something, yeah. your, your nephew. I have on a low cut dress and, and he, he was, wanted to his, slow dance with you he he wanted to slow it, dance with me he he came up to like my chin which was perfect because i would be talking to him and he would just be staring at my cleavage like the entire time <laughs> i'm like i gotta get away from this kid it's making me really uncomfortable oh my god that was fun though we were there for a whole week and i remember you the day of the wedding um we just spent some time together and you took me i think you were staying at the west end or yeah. something it was so nice you took me for a facial and i had my hair done and we just had a total spa day and it was fun it was very fun yeah oh my god 50 years oh my goodness we're here also with uh, a friend Jeannie. she's hilarious and her husband, Jeannie's a little bit older than we are, and her husband, they had been together over 50 years, and he passed. He was one of my best friends. He was my assistant on Frasier. I, I mean, just a great human being and miss him terribly. But Jeannie is here joining us, and I gave one of the eulogies for Mark at his service, and Denise and Michael drove up from San Diego because they knew that Mark was like my family. Mm-hmm. And that meant so much to me that you would come up for that, you know, that you would come up for someone I consider my family. But I remember that night that I looked at you, I'm like, you know, one of us is going to have to do the eulogy for the other. And it's just, that is like when you had a little health scare earlier this year, which is like absolutely normal and you're fine and there's nobody sick here but it scared the shit out of me because i don't know what i would do without you i mean i envision growing old with you i'll be back to haunt you don't worry so (laughs) i'll show up and like i don't know maybe whoever your next cat is or something like that i'll be like Okay, now I'm never going to look at my next cat the same. I might scratch you or something in the middle of the night. I might leave a couple turds. Lovely. Oh, my God. But I envision us when we're in our 80s. Love Michael, but he's older and he probably won't be around. I'll probably have the pool boy, you know. I guess I always go younger. Well, good, good. Somebody's got to change our diapers. So you, oh, God. you keep those young ones around so they can take care of us. <laughs> but I envision us having a little place in our rocking chairs, playing Yahtzee. Absolutely. Yeah. Yahtzee. Gotta love Yahtzee. Having a martini. Mm-hmm. One martini. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, feebly stuffing our own olives with blue cheese with our little arthritic fingers. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what the pool boy will do for us. Yeah, We'll get him yes, to, yeah, we'll have to teach like, him now while he's younger. Make a list of the things so, our pool boys need to know right now. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Well, you were talking about Mark and of course, Michael and I would be there for you. I know how important he was in your life. There's been numerous times that you've been there for me, but when my dad passed away a couple of years ago, you were really there for me and for my family. And um, that's something I'll never forget because, you know, people, you go through things, people will say, let me know what I can do. Or if you need anything, I'm here for you. But you didn't do that. You just said, I'm coming to your mom's and I'm going to help you guys with whatever you need help with. I want to be there with you guys. And you came for like almost a whole week and you helped us. And it's, we were in Manteca where your mom's house is now where they're, where they lived. And it's five hour drive, I guess. Yeah. And you drove out and you got a hotel and you brought food and you brought a giant bottle of vodka because you know my mom also loves I just dirty carry martinis. one with me all the time. So, you know. <laughs> and food and wine. And you came over and I think you got Chinese food for us one night. And you just said, let me know. You basically took over. You did what you do. You take charge. And I love it. You and know, I you're a director. To, uh, I mean, and you guys you, were overwhelmed with everything. We and you were, were sad. And, and we were sad. And who wants to write their dad's obituary, you know? And he's, he's just been gone a I couple will. of days. And so you just took over. And you did that, and you did so many, you know, other I things for us. I wrote the $4,000 obituary. Okay, what a fucking scam that, that is. is. I'm sorry. It wasn't even that long, and they wanted like $2,500 for, for an obituary without even a photo. And so it got quibbled down to like two paragraphs, so it was reasonable. But they all do that. They, I mean, obituaries cost, because they know it's just like the business of death. You know, when I went to the mortuary after my mom died... And everything is so expensive. Well, you need something to carry her from the hospital morgue. And it's like, okay, and this costs 400, this costs 800. I'm like, why do I need to spend this for just like a 15 minute ride with the body? It's like, no, I'm, I'm not. So I basically got the cheap version because I think my mother would have appreciated that. Exactly. And that's how my dad was too. My dad was always frugal. And so when we were there making decisions about the cremation and the box that they put them in to go into the, whatever it is, the kiln or whatever it is. For oh, the God, cremation. The kiln <laughs> with the ceramic glaze. <laughs> my mom was like, no, no. Dick wouldn't have wanted that. Dick was so frugal. And they had the little urns and things like that. I don't even think I bought an urn to put my dad. He's in a plastic Ziploc bag. Yeah. So I wrote that obituary. And it was a lovely, lovely memorial. Jazz music. Your dad loved jazz music. I remember he came down for the Playboy Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. And he had all those old jazz posters that... God, those got to be worth something, too. Yeah, they're in my mom's in the garage. Like a museum. And she doesn't want to part with those. She hated them when my dad was alive. You know, she wouldn't let him have them in the house. Were they in the garage? They were in the garage. Yeah. So on the walls, on all the over walls, the- and it was still looked nice and neat and everything. But it's funny because I thought she was going to get rid of those, but I think it comforts her to see them. Absolutely, and they're very cool. Yeah. You think there was ever a time when we were like maybe not going to be friends? I don't think that. I mean, we've had like fights, fights, but. 
you know. But fight's like a sister, you yeah. know. It's like yeah. I can get pissed maybe off you at you. Maybe you hurt my feelings or I right. hurt your feelings. And I know the one that you're going to bring up, the the fight. It was the night that I met Michael, my husband. Okay. Can I just say, we'll just skim over this because Denise doesn't you want to. You were mad, yeah, because I invited a stranger back we were to at my the house. Paragon in San Francisco. I was visiting up there. I had driven up. She had a condo in, in Walnut Creek. And we went out drinking and... We were in the city, we we're at the Paragon, and it was the weekend of beta breakers, and it was super crowded, and it was super fun, and you met Michael there, and I had no idea that, I, I knew that you were talking with him, but I was doing my own thing, obviously, and I didn't know that you had given him your address or your phone number or anything and then we get back to your place at walnut creek and he shows up and i got so mad because i'm like we don't know who this guy is he could be an axe murderer you met him in a bar and now he's at your home and you're like well i'm gonna go spend some time with him and you left with him and i was like okay this is just it and i think it was also because it was right after my mom died and i was just really sensitive about drinking Mm -hmm. you know thankfully i've never had an issue with addiction in that regard my issues manifested elsewhere but i was looking with eagle eyes at other people i knew you know and i I had a lot to drink that day i know and I wondered whether you had an issue with it. I'm like, I just, I can't be around this anymore. And she's making really poor choices. And I remember just being so livid that you had left with this guy that I may never see you again. You were going to drive back to LA. I was going to, I started packing my car. I'm like, this is it. We've had a good run. We've been friends, but I just, I can't be around this. And it was my grief talking. It was my, you know, whatever. But I was very relieved that you came home in one piece. Yes. And I've come around on Michael. Yeah. You know? And I'm married to him today. It's, you know, next week is going to be 16 years that is we've that been married. Seriously? 16, yeah, 16 years? 16 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Good October for you. October 2nd is our anniversary. Yeah. I'm very grateful for so many things in my life and to be able to come here and to be able to be with you. Yeah. I guess we should wrap it up. <sighs> Anything How do we else end you? this? I don't know. We we don't ever end it. I hope. We well, we don't. It just it's not going to end because our friendship isn't going to end. Yeah. All right. Bye. I love you. I love you too. Mm, hitting the stop button now. Well, kids, that was me and Denise, Joker's number two and three, long term besties. You know, I should note that Denise and I really do not drink that much. We just happen to see each other only when we're vacationing and out to play. So, mm-hmm. man, a lot of stuff Denise and I didn't talk about. Our trip to Chicago, New York and the fart bags, <laughs> cruise in the Walnut Creek Strip in high school, cheerleading camp in Santa Cruz, Denise's second bachelorette party in Tahoe, why she couldn't get her driver's license until she was 18, our many trips to Vegas. But at least you now know the term double ham. Reminds me of one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies, To Kill a Mockingbird. Scout says in her Halloween costume, I was a ham. In case you're curious, I was never a ham. In the public performance sense, too much exposure pour moi. So Denise got to wear that B.A. queen crown all by herself. And may I say, she wore it well.
I'm such a lucky girl. Didn't luck out with the biological family, but the family I've chosen and those who've adopted me into their family, into their friendship, Denise, Jeannie, and a bunch of other pretty awesome friends, some of whom are coming on the pod later in the season, including Elaine. Yep, I'm lucky. I love them all, and I'm oh so very grateful. Finally, I need to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Eileen and writer Gwyn for letting us record this episode in Palm Springs at their Casa de Cosmo, named, appropriately, after the cocktail they so love, Cosmopolitans. <laughs> right there with you with that. But seriously, thank you, Eileen and Ryder. I love your gorgeous home and will remember these special days celebrating my 50 years of friendship with Denise forever. How about a quote to wrap things up? Here's one from a true friend to us all, the incomparable, the one and only Michelle Obama, who said, we should always have three friends in our lives. One who walks ahead of us, who we look up to and follow. One who walks beside us, who is with us every step of our journey. And then one who we reach back for and bring along after we've cleared the way. Thank you for that, Madam First Lady. And I'm happy to report, I do have those three people all in one place, in one fabulous woman, my best friend, Denise. That's it for this one, fellow mojos. Hey, if you have a BFF for any length of time, share this episode with them. Then talk about what you guys would discuss as the highlights of your journey together. What better way to spend an hour of your time these days? I mean, if there ever was a time for us all to bond with our friends, even if we can't see them in person right now, it's now. They're still out there, and they may really need your friendship. And you may need theirs. If you'd like to reach out to your new friend, me, send me a message at my website, mojogirlmadness.com, or via email at iammojogirl at gmail.com. If you want some occasional mojo in your inbox, text the word madness to 42828. That's 42828. If you do, I'll occasionally send you some mojo empowering emails to hopefully brighten your day. And as always, please follow, favorite, subscribe to Mojo Girl Madness. Love you madly. Mojo Girl Madness is produced by Morgan McDougal Productions. Make sure to catch Jackie McDougal's awesome pod, 40 Thrive, wherever you get your podcasts.